0: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome
1: to today's program. I'm so excited about what we're going to see today. My friends, God has chosen you to do something spectacular, and you can do it. You know why? Because the greater one lives in you. And the one who lives in you is greater than he that is in the world. The one that's in the world will try to stop you, but because the greater one is in you, you can overcome anything and do exactly what God chose you to do. It's gonna be so encouraging today. But hey, right now we're offering you my brand new book called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. Oh, I want you to have this book. I know it's a little early to be talking about Christmas but I want you to have this book before Christmas gets here. And in fact, this is really a book that you can use all year long. But for the Christmas season, you need to be prepared. And so we want you to get it now. It is fully illustrated. It has facts. It has details. You've never heard in your life about the Christmas story, and it will just elate you. And the pages are so beautifully illustrated. Your kids and your grandchildren will just flip through the pages. It's a book full of revelation. It's an art book. It's a coffee table book. Watch this.
2: In many cases, Christmas has become the battleground in the ongoing culture war. Christmas has become happy holidays, and even the word Christmas has been canceled. In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick reminds us of the true reason for the season, the birth of Jesus. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas the Rest of the Story invites you to explore the Christmas story as you interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. With Rick's scholarly insight on the familiar story, you'll get a fresh, deep, and new understanding of the Nativity story and the powerful message of the Gospels.
1: The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others.
2: When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you will receive the eternal story of Christmas. Now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake, bound in a landmark, large format book, you can emphasize the true meaning of Christmas to your friends and family. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story takes readers on an illuminating journey into that first holy night and ultimately the redemption story of God's love. Great as a gift or enhancing your own traditions. Pre-order the book today, Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Get your copy today. Please call and
1: order your copy of Christmas, the rest of the story, or go online to place your order. And right now we're also offering you my brand new series that I'm so thrilled about. It's called Chosen by God. It's 15 parts, just jam-packed with encouragement. It will really help you get on path to do what you were chosen by God to do. And it comes with a great study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called Chosen by by God. The far word is written by Joyce Meyer. And guess what? Today only it's free. If you'll just contact us right now by calling us or by going online, we would love to send this book to you today only as a gift. I really want you to have this book. So reach out to us and we'll get it right to you. And please let us know how to pray for you. When you call us, or when you write to us, always tell us how to pray because we really are a praying people. And you can't reach out to us without you really being prayed for. So let us know how to pray. But hey, reach for your Bible, and today we're going to return to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where we're looking at all the things the Apostle Paul went through, which would have shattered a normal man, but he was not a normal man because the greater one lived in him, and he made a decision that he would be unstoppable. It didn't matter what kind of impasse the devil put up, what kind of roadblock, how often the enemy tried to elbow him out of the race. He had made a determination, I'm not going to finish until I've done everything I've been chosen by God to do and you can make the same determination. But hey, we always use the Bible in this program, so reach for your Bible and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. But I want to begin with 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, which says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That's you because you're born of God. If you're not born of God, call us, we'll pray for you. You can be born again. But this verse says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world the world. And the verse could be rendered. For whatever is born of God overcomes masters and champions itself over absolutely everything that is in the world. And when we look at the life of the apostle Paul, it's an example of somebody who championed everything. He overcame everything that was thrown against him. So let's go back to Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 27, where Paul says, and he's talking to these super spirituals who think they're greater than him. And now he responds to them. He says, hey, I've been through more than any of you. I'm still here. I'm still going. The power of God is operating in me. Listen to what he says. Are they the ministers of Christ? I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more frequent in deaths often. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep in journeyings often in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often in hunger and thirst in fastings often in cold and in nakedness one day i was reading this list and i said to my wife denise kind of sounds like our life (laughs) we have been through unthinkable things but we're still here we're still going walking in faith and we have overcome every impasse the enemy has ever tried to throw against us and you can too but that's the reason I wrote my autobiography, which is called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. I want you to understand that it is unlikely that God called us. It is unlikely that we have done what we've done. But if you'll be bound and determined to release the greater one that is in you, you can do whatever God has chosen you to do. But notice in verse 26, Paul says, in journeys often. The word journeys is a Greek word which describes a walking trip or a walking journey. The word often refers to doing something many times or frequently. How often did Paul walk to do his ministry? Listen to this. He walked from Antioch, Pisidia to Iconium. He walked from Iconium to Lystra. He walked from Lystra to Derby. From Derby, he walked back to Lystra. From Lystra, he walked back again to Iconium. From Iconium, he walked back to Antioch, Pisidia. From Antioch, Pisidia, he walked throughout the whole region of Pamphylia. From there, he walked all the way to Perga for a brief period of time. He and his team traveled by ship to Antioch, but then they walked to Phoenus and Samaria. From there, they walked to Jerusalem. From Jerusalem, they walked back to Antioch. From Antioch, Paul walked again throughout the regions of Syria and Cilicia. He walked through the cities of Derby and Lystra. He walked to Phrygia. He walked throughout the cities of Galatia. After that, he walked to Mysia. Then he walked all the way to Troas after seeing a vision a man in Macedonia calling to him to come for help. He took a ship to Troas and his port, his ship ported in the city. And there he departed to Neapolis. And from there, Paul and his associates sailed to Philippi. But from Philippi, Paul walked through Amphipolis and Apollonia. Then he walked to the city of Thessalonica. From Thessalonica, he walked to Berea. Then he took a ship from Berea to Athens. But from Athens, he walked to Corinth. Then he sailed from Corinth to Syria. And from Syria, he walked to Ephesus. From Ephesus, he sailed to Caesarea. And from there, he walked to Antioch. From Antioch, he walked all over the regions of Galatia and Phrygia again. Then he walked the upper coastlines to Ephesus. Now that is amazing. You imagine we live in a world today where people circle the parking lot 20 minutes looking for a parking place closer to the door of a store. People don't want to be inconvenienced by walking. But if you add together all the miles, all the kilometers that Paul walked to do his ministry, what he was chosen to do, he walked thousands of miles and thousands of kilometers. He was willing to do anything he needed to do to get where he needed to be. And I believe really this gives us insight to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 18, where Paul says, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than ye all. Where do you think he spoke in tongues? He was walking and walking and walking and walking and walking and walking. And while he was walking, he began to pray in tongues and received divine revelation. And really, my friend, If you put together all the miles and kilometers and time that Paul walked, he spent more time walking than he spent preaching. Think how much time it took for him to get to those places. Traveling by foot, back in those days, meant you had to face incredible hardships and very difficult circumstances. But Paul would not let anything to stop him. And if it meant he had to walk around the world, to do what he was chosen by God to do, that he was going to walk around the world, and he nearly did. But in spite of all these hardships and lack of conveniences, it did not stop him because he was determined he was going to do what he was called to do. And while he was walking, he confronted something else. Look what it says. 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-six, 26, in perils of waters. Now Paul begins to use the word perils, and he uses it eight times in these verses. The word perils is the Greek word kindunas. It describes an extremely dangerous or highly volatile situation. So whatever these waters were, they were extremely dangerous. They were highly volatile. And the word waters, the Greek word potamos, listen to what it means. It describes a river or a torrent. Poor roads and sparsely built bridges made crossing rivers a challenge for travelers in the ancient world. Listen Dry riverbeds in the ancient world quickly swelled to overflowing during flash floods and were a constant danger to those who were traveling by foot, especially because few bridges crossed rivers and it necessitated early travelers to venture across hazardous rivers on foot. And such rivers posed a challenge to travelers in the ancient world. For Paul to get where he needed to go, he had to deal with perils of waters. He had to cross very dangerous rivers is exactly what it means. But Paul in this verse does not mention exactly the rivers that he crossed, but we know what a few of them were. For example, we know that in Judea, he crossed the Jordan River. We know that in Syria, he crossed the Arantes River. We know that in Cilicia, he crossed the Sidnus River. We know in Asia, multiple times, he had to cross the Meander River. In Asia, he crossed the Keister River. In Macedonia, he passed the Streaman River. In Macedonia, he also had to pass the Axios River. These were dangerous, dangerous rivers, especially when they were flooding. But Paul's journeys took him through badlands, where he had to climb cliffs, hit had to scale bluffs, and pass through some of those dangerous rivers of that time. Now, because I've done a lot of traveling to film on location, I've seen some of these regions. And my friends, we have this mythical idea of Paul just being in meetings all the time. But the fact is, he was walking and walking and walking. He was scaling cliffs. He was walking along bluffs. He was crossing dangerous rivers. Have you ever thought that that was a part of his ministry? That's what he had to do to get where God called him to go. You know, I think about the times over the years that people have reached out to me and Denise. Especially when it seems that we've been living in volatile times. And they reach out and they say, are you guys going to stay there? Are you going to get out of there? That's very dangerous. Well, you know what? You've got to stay where God calls you. Embrace the power of God. Believe the greater one indwells in you. And he equips you with all the power, all the anointing, all the grace you need to push through every obstacle. And Paul would not let any impasse stop him, including raging rivers. Then he goes on. And in chapter 11, verse 26, he says, in perils of robbers. Well, the word perils, again, the Greek word kendunas, which describes an extremely dangerous or highly, highly volatile situation. What was this situation? He says in perils of robbers. Well, when we hear the word robbers, we just think of a robber. But listen to this. It's the Greek word lestes, which which really describes a plunderer, a robber, or it would be better translated a highwayman. A bandit, and it describes a group of bandits who used weapons and violence in their stealing from others. And in the ancient world, when travelers were traveling on those old roads by themselves, highwaymen would hide in the rocks and hide in the caves and wait for people to come along and when they saw a victim come along, they would come out of the caves, they would come out of the rocks, and they would attack them, plunder them, steal everything they have, and often beat them and leave them for dead. That's what Paul is talking about. Which means from time to time, they had to deal with highwaymen as they were walking to the next city where they were chosen to preach next. Paul and his companions just put up with it. They used the name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit to bind darkness. And they went on to do what God called them to do because they made a decision to be unstoppable. They knew the greater one lived in them and they were going to yield to the greater one. And they took authority in the spirit over all of these events and went on to do what God called them to do. But then In 2 Corinthians 11, verse 26, Paul then adds in perils of mine own countrymen. And the word perils, again, the Greek word kendunos, which describes an extremely dangerous situation or a highly volatile situation. And Paul says now he's had a lot of danger, a lot of volatility with his own countrymen. Own countrymen is a Greek word genos. It's where you get the word for genes. And here it is used to denote someone with whom you share a common ancestry. He's talking about the Jews who followed him around and gave him problems everywhere he went. And they created an extremely dangerous, highly volatile situation for him and for his companions. And when you read the book of Acts, for example, you find in Acts chapter 13, verse 8, that Paul had to deal with a lot of angry religious people in Salamis. In Acts 13, verse forty. 5 and 50, you find he had to deal with a bunch of angry Jews in Antioch Pisidia. In Acts 14 verse 2, you find that in Iconium he had to deal with a bunch of angry Jews. When you come to Acts 14 verse 19, they came to Lystra where they stoned him and he was raised from the dead. When you come to Acts 17 verses 5 to 9, he had to deal with angry Jews that opposed him in Thessalonica. When you come to Acts chapter 17 verse 23, he had to deal with angry Jews who tried to stir up problems in Berea. When you come to Acts 18 verses 12 to 16, you find angry Jews made an assault against him when he was in Corinth. They hunted him down everywhere he went. And in fact, those angry Jews were their primary tool that the devil used to create problems for the apostle Paul. But he was not going to let anybody Including any group of angry Jews or religious people, stop him from fulfilling what he was called by God to do. And he says, Kindunas, they created an extremely dangerous, highly volatile situation, but he dealt with it and he overcame it because he knew the greater one lived on the inside of him. But wait, then in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-six, 26, he says, In perils of the heathen, and the word perils again, the Greek word kindunas an extremely dangerous situation, a highly volatile situation among the heathen. The word heathen, the Greek word ethnos, it describes the Gentiles, pagans, or anyone not Jewish. Well, you have to understand the Gentile world was a very, very strange world. It was a pagan world that was filled with very unusual, odd religious beliefs customs and a pagan culture that was diametrically opposed to the preaching of the gospel. And pagans often committed acts of aggression against the gospel preachers to stop them. But Paul was called to be the apostle to the Gentiles. That was his primary market. He couldn't say, oh, I'm so afraid to go because they're so vicious. They're so pagan. That was his primary market. He identifies himself in Romans chapter 15, verse 16, as the apostle to the Gentiles. That's where the Holy Spirit was sending him. He was chosen by God to do this. It was also where Paul experienced some of the most successful periods of his ministry. Listen to this. Going where it is safe and secure is not always where God wants us to do. If everyone always stayed where it's safe and secure, I wouldn't be saved today. You wouldn't be saved today. Somebody had to go where it was not safe and where it was not secure. And when you know you're chosen by God to break into new territory, you have to grab hold of the fact that the greater one lives in you and you can do anything that God calls you to do. You can. And Paul believed that. He released the power of the greater one in him, and he pressed through all of these impasses. But wait. Then in verse 26, he says, in perils in the city. Now, that's very interesting. The word perils, again, the Greek word kindunos, something extremely dangerous, highly volatile. And he says, in the city. Well, cities present hazards the small towns don't have. These are major population centers. And Paul most often worked in larger metropolitan centers because that's where the Holy Spirit used him to reach very large amounts of people. And there were dangers in the ancient cities that were very, very unique. And some of the challenges were financial. Some of the challenges were religious. Some of the challenges were political, not to mention the normal stress of working in a large metropolitan area, but that is where God sent him. He knew he was chosen for this. He grabbed hold of the power of God and he went where he was called. No roadblock in any major city ever stopped him. Could have stopped him. Might have stopped somebody else, but not him because he made a decision. He was going to do what he was chosen by God to do. And then in verse 26, he adds in perils in the wilderness. Wilderness. The word wilderness, the Greek word aramea, which describes a remote, isolated location in the middle of nowhere. It was a remote spot that was out of the way, somewhere off the beaten track, an obscure site or an unfrequented location. And such places were often confronted with difficulties as one traveled by foot. And they could often prove to be dangerous because there was little water, little sustenance, and very often robbers lived out in those areas. And many times for Paul to get where he needed to go, he had to go through these very remote, obscure places. It was just part of the journey to get where he was to go. He was chosen by God to preach. He had to go, and he had to press through some of these remote places, which he here in the King James Version calls the wilderness. But he did it. He did it. And we're not done yet. There's still more on this list. But my point is not to glorify his hardships, but to glorify the fact that he pushed through every one of them. You haven't been through anything like he's been through. And rather than say, I just can't do it, you need to say, I can do it because the greater one lives in me. And I'm going to do what I'm chosen by God to do. I'll be back in just a moment.
0: And I want to pray for you. Rick Renner's new series, Chosen by God, is jam-packed with strength and encouragement to help you wake up to the fact that you are chosen by God and not just for salvation. God has a specific, marvelous, and powerful plan for your life right now. There is nothing more thrilling than to know you are chosen by God and exactly what he brought you into the world to do. In this powerful 15-part series, Rick will prove to you That God has a specific plan designed just for you. While you are experiencing so many hassles along the way, you can overcome any roadblock the devil tries to use to stop you. You have everything you need inside you to bulldoze the powers of hell out of your way. That you are exactly the kind of person God wants to choose and use. This 15-part series is available in digital or physical format, starting at just $24. And today only. The book, Chosen by God, is available as our free gift to you. Just call the number on your screen or visit renner.org. Free today only. When you call or go online to request it. In this impacting book, Rick gives you all of the requirements necessary to say yes and to fulfill your God-given destiny. Are you ready for a life of adventure? Get the book, Chosen by God, for free today and don't miss out on this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. One book per household and for U.S. mailing only.
1: This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth, and in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world, and from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books, and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we are called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. Today, we've covered a lot of material about the things the Apostle Paul faced as he pursued the call of God on his life. He knew he was chosen by God and he was not going to let any roadblock or impasse stop him. And my friends, you can do what God has called you to do because the same greater one that lived in him lives in you. And whatever is born of God overcomes. You can overcome any attack. The enemy has tried to wage against you. And I want you to order the brand new series called Chosen by God because it is so filled with encouragement. You need this series. And it comes with a great study guide. And we're offering you my book today only for free. Free. Get everything free in life. The book Chosen by God. The subtitle says, God has chosen you for divine assignment. Will you dare to fulfill it? The forward is written by my precious friend, Joyce Meyer. And today only, it's yours for free. To get all of these, all you have to do is reach out to us online or give us a call. And please let us know how to pray for you. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. We're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. And Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We give these books to anybody who wants to regularly, financially become a partner to support our ministry and help us take this teaching to people like you all over the world. But Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that the greater one really does live in us. And greater is he that's in us than anything that is in the world. And Lord, rather than surrender and give up, we choose to embrace the greater one in us and release his power so we can push through any obstacle in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'll see you tomorrow, but remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is,
0: there's power. Thank you for joining Rick Renner today. For more information about Renner Ministries and product resources, visit renner.org and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.